0: Be that as it may, Job, I beg of you to hear what I have to say and give heed to all my words. Behold, here I am with open mouth, here is my tongue talking. My words shall express the uprightness of my heart and my lips shall speak what they know with utter sincerity. It is with the Spirit of God that made me, which has stirred me up, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life, which inspires me. Answer me now if you can, set your words in order before me, take your stand. Behold, I am toward God and before him even as you are. I also am formed out of the clay, though I speak with abnormal wisdom because of divine illumination. See my terror, for I am only a fellow mortal, not God. I shall not make you afraid, neither shall my pressure be heavy upon you. Surely you have spoken in my hearing, and I have heard the voice of your words saying, I am clean without transgression, I am innocent, neither is there iniquity in me. But behold, God finds occasions against me and causes of alienation and indifference. He counts me as this enemy. He puts my feet in the stalks. He untrustingly watches all my paths, you say. I reply to you. Behold, in this you are not just. God is superior to man. Why do you contend against him? For he does not give account of his actions. Sufficient for us it should be to know that it is he who does them. For God does not reveal his will. He speaks not only once but more than once even though men do not regard it including your job. One may hear God's voice in a dream, in a vision of the night. When deep sleep falls on men while slumbering upon the bed, then he opens the eyes of men and seals their instruction, terrifying them with warnings, that he may withdraw man from his purpose and cut off pride from him, disgusting him with his own disappointing self-sufficiency. He holds him back from the pit of destruction and his life from perishing by the sword of God's destructive judgments. God's voice may be heard by man when he is chastened with pain upon his bed and with continual strife in his bones, or while all his bones are firmly set, so that his desire makes him loth food and even dainty dishes knows yet him. His flesh is so wasted away that it cannot be seen, and his bones that were not seen stick out. Yes, his soul draws near to corruption and his life to the inflictors of death, the destroyers. God's voice may be heard if there is for the hearer a messenger or an angel, an interpreter, one among a thousand to show to man what is right for him, how to be upright and in right standing with God. Then God is gracious to him and says, deliver him from going down into the pit of destruction. I have found a ransom, a price of redemption, an atonement. Then the man's flesh shall be restored. It becomes fresher and more tender than a child's. He returns to the days of his youth. He prays to God and he is favorable to him, so that he sees his face with joy, for God restores to him his righteousness, his uprightness and right standing with God with all its joys. He looks upon other men or sings out to them, I have sinned and perverted that which was right and it did not profit me. Or oh, he did not requite me according. My iniquity. God has redeemed my life from going down to the pit of destruction, and my life shall see the light. Elihu comments Behold, God does all these things twice, yes, three times with a man, to bring back his life from the pit of destruction, that he may be enlightened with the light of the living. Give heed, O Job, listen to me. Hold your peace, and I will speak. If you have anything to say, answer me. Speak, for I desire to justify you. If you do not have anything to say, listen to me, hold your peace, and I will teach you wisdom. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, for those that are hearing uh, me today, for those that are streaming this particular episode of the Scroll Show podcast, we are back again this week with a quite an interesting topic. And um, I want to thank each one of you that has been sharing our podcast, that has been sharing our episodes, wherever you are streaming from and wherever you are sharing, we are grateful. Thank you for extending the work of God to many others. And I implore each and every one that hasn't done the same, please do. Please do. You never know what you could be saving uh, in the life of another man. Hallelujah. Uh, I just started off with a quite interesting context and I prefer to start that way because of its length but also most importantly to give us uh, a beautiful picture, background of what I would like to talk about. The sword of pride. This comes from a background of uh, a couple of incidences and times and things that have been happening all around Uh, We see people creating and innovating and inventing things that ought to kill or destroy mankind. We see people living the way they live uh, with all they have on mind and at heart is their own selfish uh, motives and desires. All they want to do is to amass the wealth, the greed that pushes them to do the things. is all self-infused. And all to the gratification of their own souls and what they must see for their lives I'm not the kind of person that loves to uh, speak a lot about what men are not doing right because there many people may lose the whole picture of what God is already doing in the lives of the same men I want to believe that everyone has a particular relationship with God and in a way in one way or another God deals with them a different way compared to any other man. God's plan of restoration and salvation for every man is different. As much as there is a particular context of how to get to heaven, salvation must be received by the believing of the heart and the confession of the mouth. However, the plan to change, the plan to restore, the plan to transform to reform a man's heart and soul is totally dependent on God and that man's relationship with him. Today, the sword of pride has become a very huge uh, sword that has fascinated many and have actually forgotten the understanding of what it truly means to be a man under the influence, under the instruction under the way of God. Sometimes the opposite of pride is is known to be humility. But sometimes also the opposite of pride is known to be obedience. Obedience is a very key thing. Humility is a very key thing. You cannot be obedient if you are not humble. You cannot be Humble if you're not obedient. My basis of this particular episode today comes from um, the verse 17, or probably could start from verse 16 of the book of Job chapter 33, the same passage that we just read a few minutes ago. Uh, Verse 16 says that then he opens the ears, or maybe verse 15, one may hear God's voice in a dream In a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men while slumbering upon the bed, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction, terrifying them with warnings, that he may withdraw man from his purpose, and cut off pride from him, disgusting him with his own disappointing self-sufficiency. The Hebrew word used there for pride is gevar. Gevar means... To be elevated and increased in glory. To be elevated and to be increased in glory. In other words, what the Bible is trying to tell us, that when the instruction of God comes into our spirits, it comes to withdraw us from our purpose and cut off any kind of glory that we may be increased in or elevated into by reason of our own self-sufficiency. I hope that is clear. That if it is anything that relates to self-sufficiency, God is more than welcome to instruct us and withdraw and have that instruction, withdraw us from that kind of pride. There is a self-satisfaction that comes, or a self-sufficiency that comes from the knowledge of our confidence, from the knowledge of our own abilities, from the knowledge of our own Uh, capacity, from the knowledge of our own um, degrees, uh, connections, networks, uh, from the knowledge of our very own um, self-awareness, you know, uh, because people now today, uh, most likely uh, the motivational speakers, have mastered the art of personal branding and in their They have created a very huge cloud of pride in the minds of very many people. It's very good to have a personal brand. It's very good to know what you are capable of doing. It's very good to know what you can master, what you are a master at. But it's also very important to bear a humble and obedient heart in the same. That you may not perish from the sword of God's destructive judgments because you refused to seize instruction into your heart and capture it and get it and understand it because that instruction comes to withdraw you from your purpose and the ability of what it may bring and the ability of what that pride may bring because the end of that is that you'll be destroyed. The Bible is very clear that When the voice of God comes and it is interpreted in the way it should be interpreted, it comes to show man what is right for him and how to be upright and in right standing with God. That is the power of God's instruction. No proud man hears the voice of God. No proud man hears the voice of God. It is clear, no proud man hears the voice of God. If you are a man that doesn't hear God, if you are a woman that doesn't hear God, it is very evident that you are proud at heart. You may not be proud in your dealings with men. You may be the most obedient worker or employee in your organization, but your heart is proud. That's why the Bible is very clear that when the voice of God comes A man in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men while slumbering upon the bed, he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. There is a reason as to why God seals instruction in the ears and hearts of men when they are in deep sleep. Because at that particular moment, you are vulnerable. At that particular moment, you are not aware. Of your very own um, of your very own capacities of your very own capability confidence and all the things that are sort of alike and it's important it's very very important that God doesn't need to put you into a deep sleep to give you the instruction that must save your life if there is a man if there is anything that every man should, should, should ponder, should consider, should, uh, should, should be motivated to do or have is having the instruction of God sealed in their ears and hearts even when they are awake. That's a humble man. But if God has to wait for you to get into a deep sleep to instill or seal an instruction that could save your life when you are asleep, then there is a problem. The sword of pride has very many people today. Um, You can see the superpower nations doing all sorts of things that they want to do. Or they plan on doing because they have a certain sense of uh, pride. They have a certain sense of pedigree that they must keep up. And that's why they do the things they do you know they protect their borders like they should they protect their own people like they should we are recently under lockdown a couple of years and we saw various countries ferry their own people out of the nations they were in because they couldn't they couldn't bear the pain of losing their own people in a foreign nation without the facilities or the medical Uh, Attention that they could have received if they contracted COVID. That's pride. You could say, oh, it's a country that is looking out for their own. Well, (laughs) you could think about it that way. But in another sense, how about the countries that were not able to ferry their own people from the same countries? ...from the same foreign countries that they are in. You know? Think about it. Think about it. The country Canada has... um, ...quite a number of immigrants... ...and most of them are coming from the west of Africa. How many West African countries... ...sent aeroplanes... ...to charter flights... For their own people not to die in Canada because COVID had broken out. How many people were ferried out of England, Germany, Italy to the rest of the world or their mother countries because COVID had broken out. So In one way or another, these countries did this because they knew they could. They knew they they had the capacity. They had the capacity to do the same. But the countries that could not do that were seen as weak, were seen as important, quote-unquote, were seen as um, unable, were seen as uh, uh, incapacitated, yeah, to do the same. So, from another light, that was a show of power, that was a show of pedigree, that was a show of ability, that we can do this, that we can actually communicate a lockdown in the whole world and get our very own people from the countries where they had traveled to, the foreign countries they were in, and get them back here just to protect them and not die with other men. If you asked me why that was like that I can only say one thing pride the sword of pride seeing another man as different from you seeing another man different from your own lineage from your own um, skin color the people that do racism the people that communicate racism wherever oh, you're black, oh, you're you're brown, oh, you're Hispanic, oh, whatever it is, it's pride. It's just a sword of pride. I see you different than I am. And because I see you different, I think I am better than you. (laughs) And that's very, very bad. Very, very bad. So we're tackling a very huge problem. It's bigger than racism. It's the sense of belonging that makes them feel way better and bigger than the other than the rest that if you error today and i have the ability to call out your error then i am better than you that's pride we watch soccer we watch football here every day and sometimes one of these black young men playing for a certain football club uh, error and make a, makes a blunder, and it costs the entire team. And social media goes crazy with res, uh, racist um, uh, inflictions and, and, and abuses, and it's too, too, too bad to watch. And all they are saying is, You are not any better. You don't deserve to be on this team because you don't have the capability to play on this team if you're making such kinds of blunders. That is the sword of pride. And it's killing each and every system in the world. It's infecting. It's, it's being dipped in the minds and the flesh of every organization in the world because people, people, cannot listen to instruction when god's voice comes in a dream in the vision of the night and when deep sleep has fallen on them and god wants to seal their hearts and ears with instruction that it may draw them away from the destruction that may come to their lives they are dead to it they are dead to it but the good news is that we are in a place where um, god is merciful and he is gracious to them that say i want to be a good person i want to change i want to see good i want to see the good in people the bible is very clear in the passage that we read earlier It says, I think from verse 24, that that then God is gracious to him and says, deliver him from going down into the pit of destruction. I have found a ransom, a price of redemption, an atonement. There is a price of redemption for every man that chooses to be humble, to be obedient and listen and stick to the instruction that God gives them. And that is the beauty. That is the beauty with life. That is the beauty with life. And then Elihu also continues to say that God does these things twice, yes, three times with a man. It doesn't matter how many times you fall astray, God will still do it with you if you are willing to surrender your heart. If you are willing to surrender, the plight, the the, the beauty of self-confidence and self-satisfying capacity your knowledge of i can do this your knowledge of i can do that god is willing to take that away from you so that even if you are looked at as the foolish of the world but stay stay but still stay wise in god that's what god needs that's what god needs elihu says that to bring back your life from the pit of destruction that you may be enlightened with the light of the living. The light of the living is beheld and commenced from the understanding of the instruction that God places on your life. And you are withdrawn from your own purpose and the pride of your life. It's good to accomplish certain things. It's good to you know, have certain things uh, better for your life. And the degrees, the PhDs, the doctorates and all that kind of stuff... ...buy the cars, have a successful life. But you can have all that and never be enlightened with the light of the living. Because the light of the living comes from the instruction that God instills in your heart... ...to continuously tell you every day that no matter what you have... ...no matter what you can do in your own ability and capacity... You are still a nobody without God. That, that is powerful. That is powerful. And you can only kill the sword of pride with you letting down all your tools of self-awareness, capacity, capability, your books, your wisdom, your earthly wisdom, worldly wisdom, and whatever you have amassed on the earth that doesn't coordinate with the light of the living, until then, you are proud. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I thank you for listening in, I thank you for Being here today, and I thank you for making the time to listen to this particular episode. Quite a lot of things are happening around the world, and it's just my deepest heart's uh, desire that we find ourselves back again to our humble hearts that yearn and desire and long for God no matter the achievements we have in this world. That we may see each and every one of us that breathes the same air the same way God sees them. I pray that we look at the bigger picture of life than the things that discontinue or even disintegrate the whole ecosystem of God's natural course of life. I pray that the differences that we see or even behold with our very own people that we leave and stay around be removed by the love of God, by the mercy, by the kindness, by the peace of God and we shall live to hold peace amongst ourselves. In Jesus' name. Amen. I thank you uh, for being here once again. Uh, Till next time. Till uh, next week. Bye.